Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my angels. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and today we've got a solo episode for you. We're doing a Q&A with the questions that you sent in on Instagram, as well as true and false questions, which I think is really fun because we've never done anything like that before on the podcast with the true and falses. And I've seen people doing it lately, and I thought it was just a fun and different way to answer some commonly asked questions. And I also just like to gather all of your frequently asked questions and put them in one place so that when anybody asks about things like the celestial diet and healing from Lyme disease, and do we want to expand our family soon and fun questions like that, that I get pretty much every day, then I can just send you guys here and I will go deep on all the answers. I asked you on Instagram to go deep and weird, and I think you guys did. We are just a deep and weird community. We are the best. So we'll touch on everything from food to marriage to plant medicine to healing and blogging, everything in between. I honestly don't know what we will touch on, but we're going to get deep into your questions and... We might even do this in two parts because there's so many good ones and I like to answer as many as I can. So I'm very, very excited to do this solo episode with you guys. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I'm hosting a huge wellness giveaway for the next couple of weeks with some of my favorite wellness brands from Cured Nutrition CBD to Liquid IV Healthy Hydration Supplement. Olipop, Healthy Soda, and Go Macro Vegan Bars. So each week I am choosing one winner to receive that amazing gift of wellness goodies. If you rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancebond.com as well as follow the TBB podcast Instagram account and comment on the top three photos there. We're revamping TBB podcast, the Instagram account. We have someone working on it. Her name is Shelby. She's amazing. She's helping me out with a lot of things behind the scenes. And it's just full of good content, lots of love over there, lots of podcast community stuff going on. So that's really fun. 
And also, before we dive into the episode, I would love to thank our sponsor, Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is one of my favorite wellness companies that I've been working with on the podcast for a long time. And I'm so grateful because I drink their mushroom coffee every single morning. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin, and full of adaptogenic mushrooms. So you might be thinking, wait a second, this is mushroom coffee. Does it taste like mushrooms? And I can assure you, it doesn't take like taste like mushrooms at all. It tastes only like the coffee that you know and love. It brews dark and nutty and it tastes incredible. I've been a fan of their chaga coffee for a really long time, which gives you a boost of immune support and it also tastes amazing. They also have lion's mane mushroom coffee for productivity. And sometimes I like to mix the two and they actually taste incredible together. I like drinking them with hot water and some steamed coconut milk, as well as sometimes some frothy almond milk, which I'm so obsessed with. And I love it because it helps me focus like nothing else. It makes me feel so much more productive and alert when I'm talking, when I'm podcasting, when I'm doing what I do. Fun fact, not so fun fact, I was up all night last night because my fire alarm went off for two hours. So if it were not for my Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee, I don't think this solo episode would be happening right now. I love also how it's easy on the gut and doesn't leave me with that awful jittery feeling or midday crash that coffee on its own typically does. So we have an exclusive deal available with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for our TBB listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only for the Balanced Blonde community and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% off plus free shipping. So go right now to F-O-U-R-S-I-G M-A-T-I-C dot com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Enjoy. And now let's just head right on into this solo episode where I will answer your questions as well as address a bunch of true and falses. So let's just start here. Everybody wants to know. Uh, I'll start with Daisy's Diary 2 asked this very popular question, which is what is the celestial diet? And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about the celestial diet. This is something that I've been hinting about on Instagram and my blog for probably two months now. And I haven't actually announced anywhere what it is yet. So you guys listening will be the first to know, which is only fitting because our podcast community is my soul family all around. So many of you might know if you've been following me for a while that I have been suffering from chronic neurological Lyme disease for many years. Chronic meaning I've had it for 10 plus years and there is technically no cure for Lyme disease. It's just a chronic illness that one lives with and manages. And if you're lucky enough to get rid of the symptoms and live a happy, healthy life on a daily basis, then you're in a good place. And I have pretty much found myself in that place after trying everything. I have seriously tried everything to heal from Lyme, from water fast to stem cells to IV ozone to medical medium protocols, medications, specific diets, anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements. I've done IV antibiotics. I've seriously tried if there's a treatment for Lyme. 
I've probably tried it. I haven't tried everything. I haven't tried bee venom therapy like last week's guest, Lily Ashwell, my dear friend, but I've pretty much tried it all and I've definitely heard about it all. So aside from lowering my stress, changing my lifestyle, having an incredible Chinese medicine practitioner, taking herbs and supplements and detoxing from mold and lime, sitting in my sauna, all those good things. The number one thing that has personally helped me heal is my diet. And I don't know how new you guys are to me or if maybe you've been here for a while, but a lot of people know that I eat a plant-based, salt, oil, sugar-free diet. And I learned about this diet at True North, which is the water fasting health center where I stayed in Santa Rosa many times over the course of many years. Basically, while I was in the thick of my Lyme healing journey, I felt like I lived at True North. And then I went and stayed and studied with different doctors who were trained at True North and pretty much learned not only about water fasting, but I also learned all about the SOS-free, whole foods, plant-based way of life. And I've been talking about it online for probably three and a half years now. And people would Google it. They would Google SOS free and they wouldn't really find anything or they would find this really outdated website started by these incredible doctors and healers and practitioners, usually based out of Santa Rosa. But a lot of this info is really... um outdated and it's not very accessible or approachable. It's definitely not very fun or aesthetically pleasing or sexy or branded or new. And I've always found that kind of my purpose in the wellness world and with my blog has always been to bring health and wellness and make it more accessible, make it more fun, make it a little bit sexy, show you that the modern girl slash someone that you would hang out with slash your friend or you could do this. And it's not weird. And you don't have to be like somebody from the 1960s living on a farm to, first of all, be vegan. That's kind of how people felt, I think, about eight years ago when I started blogging about veganism, but especially when it comes to eating an anti-inflammatory healing SOS-free plant-based diet. And One day it hit me. I was standing in my kitchen making dinner. I was filming it from my Instagram stories as I often do. And it hit me. Why do I call the way that I eat SOS free? Because I do eat SOS free. Yes. But that's very associated with a very particular group of people from a very particular place who I love and honor and respect and have learned so much from. But that's not really me. That's, first of all, it's definitely not my lifestyle. Um, And like I said, when people go online and Google it, which they often do, they come back to me and say, hey, I didn't really find any information. Or there's this one book or this one blog based out of Santa Rosa, this one cookbook, like where's all the info on this and why aren't people talking about it? And it hit me. Oh my God, I got this huge download into my head. I'm not here to spread awareness of the plant-based SOS-free diet per se, not with that name. I'm here to spread awareness of why I eat this way, how healing it's been for me and call it something different because it actually is a little bit different from the original SOS-free. And that doesn't mean that I won't still use the words SOS-free, plant-based, all that stuff, because I definitely will. 
But what downloaded into my head that night in the kitchen while I was making dinner was the celestial diet and the celestial lifestyle. And actually, if I'm telling you the whole story, which I feel called to do, um, what first came into my head was this is alien food. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, then you know, I always joke, it's hard for me to be a human. I'm not from here. I'm really not very human. I have a lot of celestial ties. I have a lot of lifetimes and other realms. When I sleep at night, I dream that I'm not really here. And also beyond that, I think the goal for me always is to be a clear channel and a clear vessel to receive downloads like I did there in the kitchen and also to just live a pure life where I feel really, really good. So to break it down for you, this came into my head. Oh, I should talk about, I shouldn't call this SOS free. I should call this the alien diet. But then I thought, no, this isn't just an alien diet. And also that's kind of weird. I know a lot of people don't really resonate with the word alien and I understand why. So then I thought, oh my God, this is so obvious. This is the celestial diet. And it hit me so hard, you guys, that I immediately ran to my lawyer, Grant, who's coming on the podcast soon. You'll get to hear from him. And I said, we have to trademark this celestial diet. I'm going to do a lot of things with it. And I knew the second that I mentioned it online, I just knew, oh, this is going to be interesting to people because this is something different. And so first I want to start by saying that I don't really resonate with the word diet. So you can think of this as more of a lifestyle, but celestial diet is what channeled into my head and for good reason because it is about food but food for me always goes back to lifestyle and it always goes back to healing so I'm working on a celestial diet program that will hopefully be out in the coming months but I'm taking my time on it because it's just channeled and downloaded and I know this will be a lifestyle that I work with and share about and talk about for many many years to come So I'm not in a huge rush to get it out because I actually learn new things about it every day. But the basic pillars of the celestial diet are intuition, healing, plant-based, pretty much salt, oil, sugar-free, and to always be intuitive. Because when I started eating in this celestial way, which I was able to do after I cleansed and detoxed Lyme disease, mold, and chronic illness from my body which I'm still doing, and then I became a very pure channel, I realized this is the only way to live. People don't realize, so many people in the world don't realize that we were born to feel amazing in our bodies. We were not born to be living in pain, walking in pain, moving in pain. We weren't born for our brains to be on fire and for our bodies and our joints to be riddled with inflammation. And we really were not born to feel like shit. We were born knowing how to feel amazing. And because of what we're taught in society, we get so far away from our intuition. So the way that I've been eating for all these years, plant-based, salt, oil, sugar-free, and always with my health and my body in mind and my healing in mind and keeping inflammation down, I've been able to feel incredible. Lifelong health issues, gut issues have gone away. I drink juice every day. My skin glows from the inside out. And I started gathering information about this and realizing everyone who eats super intuitively for their body, whether they are plant-based and SOS-free or not, is eating some form of what I would call the celestial diet, as long as it is organic, natural food from the earth avoiding packaged foods, avoiding, of course, factory farming. So there's a lot that goes into it here, but the pillars are intuition, 
healing, detox, anti-inflammatory, cruelty-free, and supportive to your awakening. So think of yourself like being an absolutely pure, clear channel for whatever wants to come through. We cannot be that way if we're just shoveling crap into our bodies all the time. It's just the truth. And I've also mentioned this online that when I started eating truly in the celestial way, which has continued to download into my head as time has gone on, and then I've been so happy that I kind of realized, oh my God, I'm not here to talk about plant-based SOS free. I'm here to talk about the celestial diet. It's been really exciting because I learned something new every day. I stopped having cravings for sweets. I was always eating some kind of raw dessert with dates and coconut sugar and whatever else. I'm not drawn to any of that anymore whatsoever. So that's been a really interesting thing. I've kind of stepped away from sweets in general, and that's because I'm so satisfied by fruit and everything natural from the earth, the teas that I drink. And I also regularly cleanse my body. And cleanse can be taken very loosely because there's many, many ways to cleanse. Cleanse gets a very bad rap in the media, but I'm not telling you to avoid food. But cleanse, go on a coffee cleanse, go on a sugar cleanse. Basically, play around with your body to see what feels the best and feels amazing. So I could go on, I could probably do a whole episode about the celestial diet, but I just wanted to open with giving you guys a little bit more information about it. I will get way deeper into it as time goes on. I'm so excited to share with you the seven-day program that I'll be launching and I'll be doing a webinar around the celestial diet and really leading people through. It's definitely geared toward people who are healing in one way or the other, mentally, physically, emotionally, healing from chronic illness, healing from hormone imbalances, healing from a broken heart. I really believe this is the way to eat and that we are all being called back to earth and nature. And I've had so many experiences with plant medicine that have just shown me so clearly what I'm on this earth to do and what I'm on this earth to share. And I know that bringing people back to their true selves, to their intuitive gifts, to their awakening and to the beauty of mother earth and how much the earth can heal us. That's what I'm here to do. So the celestial diet is just that. And I'm so excited about it and bear with me because I don't have an official definition for it yet, but you guys just got the whole spiel and I can't wait to share more. Okay, let's see what else is coming up. So Hannah Sophie says, your take on plastic surgery and spirituality. So I'm very lenient about this kind of stuff. I think anything that makes a person feel as good as they possibly can in their body is spiritual. And I think there's a really big stigma, unfortunately, around spirituality and plastic surgery in the sense that, oh, if you're spiritual, you should just believe that everything's perfect exactly the way it is. And, you know, sometimes that's just not the case. And I really encourage people to do whatever is going to make them feel the most confident in their skin. That said, for me personally, I don't know about plastic surgery. I think it just kind of depends. I've definitely been warned not to do Botox, not to do anything like that because sometimes people with Lyme disease, people who are healing can have a really bad reaction to anything that's injected into the body that's not originally there, if you know what I mean. So I don't really know how I feel about that. Although if people feel better by looking more youthful, I'm all for it. You guys know that I believe and I know that first and foremost, eating a healthy diet, drinking enough water, sleeping enough, staying hydrated, lowering stress, 
being surrounded by non-toxic people, people that you love, using non-toxic products in your home. That is the best way to focus on anti-aging from the inside out. I really believe everything that we put into our bodies eventually comes around sooner or later. So if anything, I would love to encourage people to take a natural approach. That said, I think it's so cool anytime somebody does something that works for them. If one day after I have kids and I breastfeed, I want to get a breast reduction and a lift, I will do that. And I will be so excited about it. And I'll be the first to tell you guys on here that I did it because I don't think there's anything shameful about it or anything to hide. Um, But yeah, I really think when it comes to spirituality, anytime we try to stigmatize or put people in a box, like quote unquote, spiritual people can't have plastic surgery. I would just wipe that from our minds, take that out of the equation because spiritual people come from every area, from all walk of life. And some of the most spiritual, genuine, kindest people I know have had a lot of plastic surgery. And then on the flip side, I know beautiful, beautiful spiritual people who have aged naturally and gracefully and has never had any plastic surgery whatsoever. So I also wanted to address, because I've seen a lot lately online, people saying, if you live in LA, you've 100% had plastic surgery. That's not true. Um, Maybe in certain circles where certain people are hanging out, that could be true. And I know it's really prevalent, but I've never had plastic surgery. And I also don't even know a ton of people who have. So that's just my particular opinion and approach, but obviously everybody feels differently. But that was such a good question. Okay, everybody wants to know this too. Lauren Nicole says, what are your thoughts after the podcast with Dave Asprey on incorporating meat back into your diet? Everybody wants to know. Because if you guys haven't heard the episode with Dave Asprey, he's so cool. He's such a legend and an icon. And he was very much encouraging me and trying to influence me to eat meat. And if not meat, then eat some eggs, eat some ghee. And I didn't really go all into it in the episode with him because I really wanted to hear his perspective and have him share his perspective on the podcast. But I've tried all of that. I've tried everything. I had my years between when I was first vegan in my late teens and early 20s to then becoming completely paleo, completely keto, eating tons of meat. I guess when I was in my early 20s, you could say I was very much a carnivore. And all of this is on my blog. I documented every bit of my journey from vegan to keto and back again. And it just really didn't work for me. To be honest, when I was eating meat and animal products and animal byproducts, I gained 35 to 40 pounds. I didn't look like myself at all. I didn't feel like myself at all. I felt terrible. All of my Lyme disease symptoms flared up terribly. I had cystic acne, full body hives, so much brain fog, so much extra weight in my stomach. I had hormone imbalances, fibroids on my uterus. And I'm not saying this had anything to do with eating meat, but what I am saying is that ever since I've gone back to an anti-inflammatory plant-based celestial way of life, I have not had any of these issues. I mean, none. I've also been healing from Lyme. 
detoxing and working really hard in all areas. So I will say it's not just diet, but for me, diet has always played a huge role. I've always been immensely and acutely aware of how I feel with anything that I put into my body. I'm not one of those people who has the luxury of just eating whatever I want, waking up and, um, you know, not really feeling it. I feel everything. So that said, everything that Dave said to me, I'm happy that he said on the podcast because I've gotten messages from people who have tried it and feel amazing. And that's all I want. That's why I have this podcast. I want to better your lives in any way possible, whether that be with information that I share and I believe in or information that my guests share and are experts in. And also Dave really wanted me to add ghee into my diet and I'm definitely not completely ethically opposed to ghee. So if I try anything that he recommended, I will try ghee and I will definitely keep you guys posted if I do. And if I wanted ghee, if my body was intuitively asking for ghee on my vegetables and my coffee in the morning, trust me, I would have added it in by now, but it, it it's not. And I actually used to have so much ghee in my diet because I followed a very Ayurvedic way of life for a while. And there's a lot of ghee in Ayurvedic foods. And I just had so much of it back then that I think I kind of overdosed on the ghee and I don't really enjoy or miss ghee in my diet. But if I did, I would probably be leaping to add it in. But I just wanted to add to this because people ask me every day now, have I listened to Dave? Have I incorporated what he told me to do? And I'm just at such a different part of my healing journey now than I was in my early 20s and my mid 20s, where at any time I spoke to any expert, whether they be a doctor or a biohacker or anything else, I would have been sprinting to the grocery store, to my kitchen to incorporate all of the advice that they gave me and test it out and see if it worked for me. I was always a human guinea pig. I've always been a human guinea pig, but I'm at a really, really different stage in my life now where I know the way that I eat and the way that I live works for me completely. I have no qualms about that, no questions about that. Plus, I'm doing a lot of other things to heal with my Chinese medicine doctor, taking tons of herbs and supplements and mold things. And um, I know there's room for improvement, which is why Dave was so generously offering his expertise, which I'm so thankful about. But my whole point is I used to run and leap anytime someone gave me a suggestion. And now I don't because I feel so good about the way that I eat and nothing compares to my own intuition and my own inner knowing. That's what I really want to give everyone with the celestial way of life is for you to know that your own inner compass Your own inner knowing knows the way. So for me, it's plant-based, it's salt, oil, sugar-free, it's anti-inflammatory, I love eating intuitively, and I know for other people, it might be more bulletproof style, and that's the amazing thing. We all get to choose, but I do feel really happy that I've come so far because there was a time in my life where... Yeah, if he would have told me that, I would have I would have changed my entire diet and my entire lifestyle. And I'm really proud of myself because I've come a really long way and that's what I want for everybody is for that inner compass to be strong. Okay, next question. Everybody wants to know when are Jonathan and I expanding our family? When are we having kids? And to answer that question, the answer is very soon. 
oh, we want kids so soon. We are so ready to be parents. And I'm still kind of working on some very final things with my health. I wish that wasn't the case. And one day I'll be able to share a lot more about this, but I still have Lyme and I still have mold toxicity. And I have such a good team in place all around me, getting everything up to par from my health to my hormones and my womb and everything in between. So in the meantime, what I do do is speak to my spirit babies. I feel like I already know them. I met them years ago during a plant medicine experience. There are three of them, two boys and a girl, if I'm correct, but that can always change. But I feel their spirits so strongly and I talk to them every day. And I know that these spirits, they hover over me and Jonathan and they're with us all the time. I can't wait to physically have them in our lives, but they're already my teachers. I can't even tell you guys how much my future kids are teaching me and guiding me and the lessons that one of them in particular has taught me in 2021 so far are above and beyond any words that I could ever use or any words that I could ever say. Because um, from early January 2021 to now, when this comes out in early March, I will have cha- I'm a different person. I have changed so much. And those are lessons from, from above. And a lot of those lessons are coming from my spirit children. And if anybody listening wants some practices to connect with their spirit babies and their spirit children, all you have to do is address them, start talking to them, ask them who they are, what kind of lifetimes have you had together? What do they have to teach you? What are their names? When are they coming? Are they ready to come now? Are they coming in 10 years? And just remember that time in the spirit world is very, very relative. So what feels like 10 10 years to us could be the blink of an eye to them. And I've been told by healers for years, oh my God, you're going to have a baby so soon. I think you might already be pregnant because these spirit babies are so close to you. People have been telling me that for probably eight years. So I used to think, oh my God, am I going to be like a super young mom? And here I am, 30, and trying to heal completely from chronic illness before I bring a child into the world. And I just believe in divine timing. I know that that time is coming very soon for me and Jonathan. So just know, yes, it is coming. I hope very soon. If you see me saying I'm I'm pregnant anytime soon, you can do a little bit of extra rejoicing for me because this has not been an easy journey and I will share so much more with you guys soon. So the next question is from This Is Wild Van Life. Very cool name. Copper IUD experience mine ruined me. In quotes. That was from her. So I wrote a little bit about this on my blog not so long ago. So you guys can head to my blog if you want to read the whole story. But I got a copper IUD inserted in, I want to say um, late 2017. And that's when I found out that I had a fibroid because my gynecologist was doing just a routine ultrasound before he inserted the IUD. And then he said, oh, I need to talk to you about something. You have a really large fibroid on your uterus. And I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? And he said, this could cause so many issues down the line from infertility to 
miscarriages to cancer. And that was terrifying. And so my my day that I got the IUD inserted was not a good day. Um, and I wasn't even planning to get it that day. I was actually just having a routine checkup. I had been with Jonathan for like a year and I haven't been on any traditional birth control since I was 21. So I was just kind of talking to my doctor about the options and he had told me, get the IUD, especially the copper IUD. There's almost no hormones in it. It won't affect your hormones at all. It's such a low dose of hormones. It would be impossible. It could never affect your body. So of course, being trusting and relatively young and just naive, I suppose. I was like, okay, I believe you. Let's do it. So I got it inserted on that day. It was incredibly painful, which was the least of my worries. I went home later that day and I just felt like something wasn't right with the IUD. It felt like it was pushing on my organs. I felt so uncomfortable. Um, I seriously felt like someone had put a knife up into my uterus and was just stabbing me with it. I knew this wasn't normal. So I called the office the next day. They said, this could be slightly typical in the beginning. Let's just give it some time. So this kept going all day. It felt like someone was stabbing me with a knife. And then I started getting all these intuitive knowings and these downloads from the universe. Get this IUD out of your body now. So I kept it in for the weekend and um, I think I got it inserted on like a Thursday or a Friday, kept it in over the weekend. The office was closed. This pain was getting worse and worse. My hormones started freaking out. Some people listening might think that's impossible. That couldn't have happened that quickly. But trust me, you're talking to the girl who things happen very, very, very quickly with me. I have such a sensitive body and I know that about myself now. So in the past, I didn't fully accept that about myself or know that about myself. And I just thought, oh, this will be completely fine. No problem. No big deal. If a doctor is telling me I can do something, I will do it. Similar to the way that I mentioned Dave earlier, and I would have listened to what anybody told me to eat in the past. So that is the old me. I'm not like that anymore. When the office opened back on back up on Monday, I ran to the office and got the IUD removed and I was crying. I was freaking out. I was telling my doctor, my hormones are affected. This is not normal. This is so upsetting. And he was just like, um, I'm really sorry. I didn't really realize that your body would respond in this way. And then the blessing in disguise is that we, as I mentioned, learned about my fibroids. So I ended up being able to have a fibroid removal surgery the following summer, which was not fun, but I'm very happy to have that fibroid that was the size of a grapefruit removed from my body. And that was my IUD experience. I then had so many hormone disruptions for six to eight months after that, I was working with naturopathic doctors. I was working with a functional medicine doctor, a Chinese medicine doctor, acupuncturist, everything to try to get my hormones back to normal. So that said, I know a lot of people have IUDs and are perfectly comfortable and are perfectly happy. 
So if that's you, I have no judgment whatsoever. And I definitely don't want to instill any fear because the last thing I want to do is make people afraid of their own IUD that they have in their body. But I really just think some people on this earth are deeply, deeply sensitive inside and out, sensitive beings with sensitive bodies. I happen to be one of them. And that was my IUD experience. I would never, ever get it again. I would never take birth control pills again. That was my experience. And my heart goes out to anyone and everyone who has had a bad experience with birth control or with IUDs. And just know if you felt just terribly off from it, you're not alone. You're not crazy. It's actually very, very normal, very typical for someone's body to react that way. I don't think a lot of doctors would tell you that, but I'm here to tell you you're not alone. And there's always alternative options. Before we get to the next question, I would love to thank our second sponsor for today's show, Olipop. Olipop is the healthy soda alternative that Jonathan and I have been completely obsessed with for the last several months. I never stop drinking it, you guys. Like I probably have two a day, which is amazing because it's full of prebiotics and healthy fiber for the body and for the gut. And what I love about it is it tastes just like the sodas that we all grew up with, but without the spoonfuls of sugar and the artificial ingredients. In fact, they are very, very low sugar, which they have to be in order to be TBB approved. They are much lower in sugar than any conventional soda you could think of. They have only two to three grams of sugar from natural sources and absolutely no added sugar. So just for reference, Coca-Cola has 39 grams of sugar. And that is not something anybody wants in their life, or I definitely don't want it in your life. So they have delicious, nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and strawberry vanilla. My favorite is the cherry vanilla. Well, actually, I switch these days between the cherry vanilla and the strawberry vanilla being my favorite. Jonathan loves the classic root beer. It is so good. All of their products are completely non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight net grams of carbs per can. I know that you guys will absolutely love their products. They are amazing. And like I said, they also benefit your gut health. So whether you take probiotic supplements or you eat prebiotic and fiber-rich foods, you will love that Olipop supports a healthy microbiome thanks to all the prebiotics, the natural botanical extracts, and the nine grams of plant fiber in each can. So we have an amazing offer for all of our TBB listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. That is drinkolipop.com slash blonde, D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash blonde. And this discount is only valid for their variety pack. You can also shop in stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, and Erewhon. Okay, let's get back into your questions for this episode. Okay, here's some pretty basic questions that I can answer pretty quickly. How old are you? I'm 30. I turned 30 on October 11th, 1990. And how tall are you? I am five, three and a half. Something that people always tell me when they meet me in person is, oh my God, I thought you would be taller. And I'm always like, why do I give off the impression online that I'm tall? But I love my height. I've always been very, very happy with my height. 
Next question. Everybody wants to know about the reflector life. Tips on protecting our energy and grounding ourselves as reflectors. First of all, I need to do a whole reflector episode. Whether I do it as a solo episode or I bring Jenna on here to do a reflector episode with me. What would I say about tips for protecting your energy and grounding yourself as a reflector? Well, first of all, I'm a Libra and a reflector. So I'm an air sign and reflector, totally open chakra. And for anybody who doesn't know, reflector is referring to my human design type. There are five different types and reflectors are the 1% of the population. So we are like the unicorns, we're the mirrors for each person in society to kind of show you who you are when you are around us, which is very interesting. So uh, this question is from Blissfully Allison about protecting your energy as a reflector. Man, I have learned so many things. For one, I learned that I really do best being around other people for two to three hours max during the day. Now, that probably doesn't sound like very much because it's not. And I used to run around. I used to live in a house with six girls in college. I was never alone. I would run around town being social, having plans with everybody all the time and feeling like if I didn't do that then I somehow wasn't enough. I wasn't human enough. I wasn't friendly enough. I wasn't cool enough. And I really think that I surrounded myself with people so much because I identified with being this amazing friend, this perfect friend. And I still consider myself a very good friend, but I've taken a lot of the pressure off myself. Like, I don't need to be with people 24-7. My work thrives when I'm alone. My happiness and my health thrives when I'm surrounded by people who are really nourishing to my soul. And typically that means being around people less often and also just being around less people in general. So that's one way. And I'm really grateful to be my own boss and get to record the podcast when I want to. But it's not always easy. I have podcast guests almost every week, as you guys know. Sometimes that means I'm recording with two or three guests every single week and they're coming to my home and I'm cleaning up for them and entertaining them and having them on the podcast. That can be a lot for a reflector, especially because I can never predict my energy levels. So say I have a podcast planned at 2 p.m. with someone who I haven't necessarily met in person before. That takes up, I know and I have to plan for the fact that that's going to take up all of my energy in the day. I definitely should not also plan on having dinner plans with friends and having a doctor's appointment across town or having a huge deadline for work or with a brand all in the same day because that one podcast interview with that one person is enough for my energy. And I don't know that that would work for everybody's life. Some people might be listening and think I could never limit my day to that few of important things. And I totally get it. Who knows when I'm a mom and I have to juggle a few more things in my life, I might find a new way to balance being a reflector. But I also am just really, really mindful of the people who I even kind of let into my energy field, to be honest. I've scaled back with my social circles. I tend not to 
see quite as many people and the people that I do see and the people that I've really let into my heart and my soul are really good people. Some of these people have been my friends since kindergarten. Some are newer friends. And I pretty much know right off the bat if someone's energy is going to jive with mine or if it's going to feel like a lot of work for me to be around them. So my tip to other reflectors is notice what feels like really hard work and what feels really good and do more of what feels really good and do less of what feels like really hard work. And I'm not telling you don't literally go to work anymore. That's probably not possible, but maybe it feels like really hard work to you to go out to a bar in pre and post COVID times or to go to an event where you don't know anyone just because you feel like you have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And that's probably the best permission I've ever given myself by learning that I'm a reflector is that I don't have to do the shit that doesn't light me up. I really don't have to do it. And I've actually built a life around not doing the stuff that doesn't light me up. And that's possible for everybody, but it's specifically important for us reflectors. And I could go on and on. So I definitely have to plan that full reflector episode and I cannot wait to record that. But I'm going to answer a couple more questions and then I'm going to go on to the true and false questions. So... Let's see here. Christina Sullivan, 04, says manifesting ways to make you love your body. Okay, so I love this question. First, I would say remove the word make. You don't want to make yourself do anything. I think that's kind of the antithesis of manifestation. I think I I think language is so important. In fact, I know language is so important. And something that I've learned through this healing process and this healing journey is that the words we speak into existence is the reality that we create for ourselves, for our lives, for our bodies, for our hearts, for our minds, for our souls. So we don't want to make you love your body. We don't want to make you do anything. But what we do want to do is manifest ways for you to fall in love with your body naturally and for it not to be forced but for it to be just such a natural thing that yes, of course you fall in love with your body because your body is your vessel for your soul and you're so infinitely beautiful and you deserve nothing but complete happiness in your own body. So one thing I I would say is celestial diet and celestial lifestyle, which goes back to intuition, which goes back to eating mindfully. It goes back to moving mindfully. It goes back to being mindful with everything you do. And something that I've really learned in the last year is that, well, I always knew this, but I really started practicing this in the last year, that the first thing that we do in the morning, whether we're reaching for our phone or whether we sit and meditate for five to 10 minutes, really sets the tone for our whole day. So if what you're working on is falling in love with your body, I would say wake up in the morning and commit to a morning routine that is full of self-love. So whether journaling is your practice of choice or meditating is your practice of choice, commit to something and do it every single morning for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes. And that could be a set of affirmations in your journal. I love my body. I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. I'm enough. I'm worthy of being in love with my body. Or maybe you meditate on something else because you don't want to focus too, too heavily on what you're calling into your life. Because in that sense, with the law of attraction, you might accidentally 
call the opposite into your life because you're thinking about it a little bit too hard. And a lot of us fall into that trap. So I think my simple suggestion to just give you a really simple answer is to use the 17 second rule. The 17 second rule of manifestation comes from Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is one of my greatest teachers. They are an entity that is channeled by the amazing Esther Hicks. And the 17 second rule says that when you focus on a thought for 17 seconds or more, you're giving it enough time to seep into your consciousness and to make it a reality for your body to align with that really good feeling of what you're calling in. So maybe your affirmation is, I love my body. I am perfect, complete, and whole just as I am. I feed my body healthy, nourishing food, and I give my body healthy, nourishing exercise because it deserves to be taken care of. I love and respect myself. It's okay to love myself now as I continue to evolve. My body is a gift. Those are just some options where you can use them all and focus on each one of them for 17 seconds or more every morning, first thing in the morning, and watch your life change. Positive affirmations are truly incredible. This is something that I learned from Louise Hay. She is such a game changer in the world of healing. I read all of her books and I really believe that through the law of attraction, affirmations, and Switching our routine, probably first and foremost, even though that's probably the hardest thing to do, is how we change our relationship to our bodies. And then no, when we don't feel happy in our body, that's one reason why a lot of people choose to self-sabotage. I know this because I've been there and I've done it many times. When I'm feeling at my worst and my stomach issues are flaring and my skin is flaring and I'm tired all the time and I have brain fog, I usually feel like, whatever. I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to sabotage. I'm just going to eat the stuff that makes me feel like shit, makes me gain weight and all these things. But the way that I've returned to my ideal body weight, to my ideal self, and to love myself at every stage, no matter how I look or how I feel, is all about focusing on being good to myself, feeding myself well, moving mindfully, Everything goes back to intuition and mindfulness, which is why I'm so excited to share the celestial diet with you guys because I will absolutely go into this a lot more there. That is a beautiful question. Okay, let's see here. Kelsey Malinkovich says, I can feel, I feel like I can see my past lives vividly now. There's only one I see clearly. What do you do to see them? Okay, so if you feel like you're seeing your past lives vividly, then you probably are. And I had a similar experience actually where I was only seeing one past life clearly for a long time. And then the more spiritual work that I started to do, the more that I opened up my third eye with meditations and working with my spiritual mentors, I started to see a lot more open up. And one way I started doing that was by asking my guides to help me and telling my guides, I'm ready, I wanna see these. And I often think that our guides pretty much only show us what we're ready to see. And maybe some people, some people's guides might feel that 
it's best to spend your time focusing on this life, this life that we're in right now, versus thinking about past lives or diving into them, because we all have a lot of healing to do in this life. And I think when we're ready, our guides show us more. So you can ask them if they're ready to show you the way and bring you into some of your past lives. I also like to do past life regressions. I have a good past life regression therapist here in LA. He's been on the podcast, Yarun. He's so amazing. You can go back and listen to our podcast episode together if you want some help bringing you into a past life regression. I've also done past life regressions on YouTube. That's how I aligned with Marilyn Monroe and that very, very interesting life and realized I have been so connected to her for my whole entire life. And now I know why. And that was particularly so amazing. So I would say just ask your spirit guides if you have a relationship with them to show you the way and they will, but only if you're completely ready. And if you're not ready, don't get too tripped up on it. There's a lot of things we can focus on in this life that we can focus on gaining deeper insight on, that we can focus on healing with. And that's why I would recommend starting. Okay, now we're going to head into the true and false questions. And there's so many more amazing questions. I'm going to save them for a part two. I knew I would. I knew I would end up doing a part two because you guys just have so many here that I don't even know how to stop. I just want to keep going. But for now, we'll do some true and false. So, okay, let's see here. Erin Shell says, you are going to do more guided meditations on the podcast. That is true. My goal is to do at least one guided meditation on the podcast each month. And I also am thinking about just thinking about, and I'm a reflector, so I'm supposed to think about things for a full 28-day moon cycle before I make a decision, but I'm thinking about offering a meditation membership on the Balanced Blonde where I would offer either four meditations a month or eight meditations a month plus a few other things. And that would be like a whole different element to my career and my brand and our community. So definitely let me know if that's something that you're interested in. And I would honestly love to do it. So I'm thinking about it and I'm excited about it. Okay, let's see here. Marissa Ashley says you want to make another cookbook. I do. I do. And the Celestial Diet ebook that I'm working on will have a lot of recipes in it, but I would love to come out with another published cookbook, especially as the Celestial Diet continues to download and take form in my mind and beyond. Katerina Lee says, since you've turned 30, you really feel aligned with your soul's purpose. That is very true. I actually think turning 30 and coming out of my Saturn return has really aligned me with my soul's purpose in a really big way. And it's crazy because every step of the journey when I was in my 20s and even earlier than that, everything I was doing felt like, oh yeah, this is totally in alignment with my soul's purpose. And at all those different times, I think it absolutely was. But... I've never felt more me than I do now. I feel so much more confident now, so much more secure in who I am. Talking about the out there things, the crazy things, the Pleiadian things, the channeling, even sharing the alternative ways that I've healed. All of it has been a part of my path to bring me to exactly where I am now. And my Saturn return was hard. Saturn returns are very hard. So turning 30 has definitely aligned me with my highest self in my path. And 2021 alone 
has brought me so much connection to my spiritual practice and to my spirit guides. And for that, I am forever grateful. Elizabeth Marie Connor, my soul sister, says, I was hoping you would do this again soon. And of course, two hours later, you did. You put a question box on Instagram. What is your human design cross of incarnation? I just looked it up and it is the right angle cross of penetration. I don't really know what that means. So I will definitely have to ask Jenna because I'm very interested and intrigued to see what that means. But I just Googled it to see at least a little bit what it means um, so that I can say, so that I can even know. Let's see here. The right angle cross of penetration. You are here to get to the point with your shocking and penetrating energy. Oh, that sounds like me. Your cross is about cutting through all the extras and getting right into the heart of the matter or getting to to the answer without a lot of fluff. You'll probably do this in a shocking way and with gall as your lead energy is tied to the gallbladder. Interesting. In your efforts to be so blunt, you may help clear the way for others, although that is secondary for your need to do it and get it done. That is so interesting. I mean, that definitely sounds like me. I think my energy and the things that I talk about can be shocking to people. Wow. So cool. I want to learn more about it. The incarnation cross in human design. I love it. Okay. The next true or false question is you would never consider having someone on your podcast who doesn't have a following. And that's totally false because some of my favorite guests that I've ever had on the show don't even have social media or do not have a big following. I mean... I just am very interested in having people on my podcast who have either changed my life personally or who I know will change everyone's life listening or as many people as possible who are listening. And my podcast is really different. I think a lot of people don't know this about me, but I've never taken a guest pitch for the podcast, not even once. In all of my four plus years of podcasting, I handpick my guests based off of people who are in my life, based off of people who have changed my life, people who have blown me away, or based off of a specific subject that I really feel called to talk about. So no matter how influential someone is, no matter what big of a following they have, I just don't take guest pitches and I never have. And yes, that probably is a little bit more work on my side and for my team because I'm, I'm picking, I'm handpicking each and every person. And then we're going based off of people's schedules and when are people available and all that good stuff. But I love doing it this way. And I definitely think everybody deserves to share their story. It doesn't matter if you have any kind of audience or not. So that's a big part of it for me is just who is the person. And I go from there. Okay, the next true or false is you don't have anxiety and that is not true. I have raging anxiety and my anxiety has been completely out of control in 2021. So it's interesting because I was saying 2021 has taught me the most so far where I've had the deepest awakenings. I have had deeper spiritual connection than I've ever had before Yet I've also had more anxiety than I've ever had before. And I'm grateful for it because this journey with anxiety is teaching me a lot. It's teaching me how to deal with my feelings in a completely different way than I ever have. I never, I always had anxiety, but I never really related to that feeling of waking up in the morning with just a pounding heart, a racing heart, racing thoughts, racing mind, thinking about 
every single thing that I haven't done yet and that I need to do and that I should have done and who's mad at me and this and that. Like it's, it's stories in the mind. So what I'm working on right now is learning to release myself from those stories in the mind. It's not easy. It's not fun. There's no part of me that's like, woohoo, this journey is amazing with anxiety. It's so hard. And I definitely understand why people are on medication for anxiety. I've been trying to treat mine holistically with the power of meditation and thought and rewiring my brain. I take a lot of CBD. I take a lot of homeopathics. And also just the entire journey of healing from Lyme and detoxing mold can cause a lot of anxiety, not just emotionally, because it's a very emotional experience, but also physically. Because when you have toxins that are dying off in your body, they tend to drop into the stomach. And um, when that happens, you can have a panic attack. I've had a lot of panic attacks in the last couple of years. That would be anxiety to a whole different level. As many of us know, I've had panic attacks on planes. I've had panic attacks at my best friend's 30th birthday dinner. I can never predict when they're coming on, but they're not fun. And I feel for anybody who deals with anxiety. So that question that I don't deal with anxiety, that one would be false. The next true or false is I am Abby Moon. You can read Akashic Records. The answer is yes, this one is true. And... um. I'm learning how to read Akashic Records with my teacher, Nikki Novo. She was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you guys haven't listened yet, you should. She's amazing. And we are going into the Akashic Records together and gathering information for my book, one of the books that I'm working on, because I'm working on two books right now. One is about real life and one is completely fiction. The fiction is for fun. It's kind of to heal my to heal myself, to heal my inner artist, because my inner artist took a sharp detour into becoming a full-time blogger and podcaster, which I love and I'm so grateful for. But the fiction that I'm working on is teaching me a lot about the universe. Let's just say it's a lot about time travel and Akashic Records. The Akashic Records are inevitably a really big part of it, but I also go into the Akashic Records to do readings and Um, speak to Jordan in parallel universes, which is so fun. And I could not wait to share more with you guys about that. Okay. I'll do a couple more true and falses, and then we will save the rest of these questions for part two. This one came from a lot of people. This one is from Molly. True or false, you are moving out of LA. And then she says, I can't make a decision on location for myself. Well, Molly, welcome to the club. I cannot make a decision either. And I don't think we're necessarily moving out of LA. We love LA. Our families are here. Jonathan's work is here, although I could technically work from anywhere. So if it were up to me and we had no tethers or ties anywhere, I would love to spend some time traveling and living in a bunch of places. I would love to live in Kauai. I would love to live in Bali. My heart is always called to Northern California, where I grew up, specifically Carmel. Carmel is one of the most special places in the world, and there's so many places. I also love Utah. I have these visions of myself raising my family in like a small ranch community. Um, That is not Los Angeles. I'm just kind of 
I love the city. I lived in New York City. I live in LA. But there's a part of me that is just so done with the city. That said, there's a lot of really beautiful pockets in and around LA that don't feel so city-ish. And we're looking in those areas. And we're also looking kind of on the outskirts of LA. So I'll keep you guys posted. We are actively house hunting. It's going to be a while because I can't make a decision. I'm the most indecisive person in the world when it comes to where we're going to live. And I also have to remind myself, and this is my advice for anyone else out there, wherever you live next doesn't have to be your forever home. And that's the biggest thing for me. I kept feeling like I can't make a decision because if I do, like I'll live there forever and my kids will be raised there forever. Our kids will be raised there forever. And what if I don't like it? And the truth is, if you don't like where you live, you can always start again. So I think that's why I have a lot of anxiety too, because I've been thinking in a lot of absolutes. And I think COVID has brought so much to the surface for so many of us that maybe we could live out of the city and maybe we could work remote. And I know all of us have seen tons of people move out of every major city. Everyone's moving to Austin, Texas, as well as to Miami, Florida. And of course, it inspires me to see people go on these grand adventures and kind of start their life anew in a new place. And I do want to do that, whether that's us moving to a totally different neighborhood and buying a house or literally us moving out of LA. The thing is, I just, I have to remember that my husband actually works in LA. He's not a remote employee like many people are in the world right now. So we'll figure it all out. Maybe we live somewhere for a few years and then we move again. But the thing is, oh my God, now you guys are hearing the inner workings of my brain, but I guess that's what this podcast is for. So just to be really honest with you guys, I also have always loved the way that my parents raised me, which is that I went to the same school from pre-K through 12th grade. And I kind of want to give my kids the option to never be the new kid and to kind of have what I had, which was this blissful home where I never got uprooted and we never moved and I never was new or had to make new friends or anything. And I'm sure people who did have to do that, it's probably served you very well in your life to be really adaptable. But I always envisioned myself raising my kids in a similar type of situation. So we'll see what happens in the next handful of years, but I'm up for an adventure. I'm really interested to see where we're going to end up. And if any of you see me or have visions of me living anywhere specifically, you have to tell me because you never know. It could spark my imagination. Okay, I'm going to do the next few true and falses. It's kind of a rapid fire so that I can just get a few more in here before we close up. Somebody says, um, true or false, you don't like protein powder. That's false. I love protein powder. There's a handful of brands that I love. I love Silver Fern. You can still use the code blonde with Silver Fern plant-based protein. It's amazing. I also love the protein powder from We Care, the spa in Palm Springs where I like to go detox. Someone says, true or false, you would never get a dog. And that is false. I would love to get a dog and I want to get a dog as soon as possible. I also want a whole farm with pigs and chickens and goats and horses and cows. So got to have a dog in the mix too. True or false, you hate being a reflector. That is false. I love being a reflector. 
true or false, it's very hard to get into the influencer world now. That is false. I actually think it's very, it's it's still an early time to get into the influencer world. And I think so much of the world has moved online that it's a really wonderful place to start a business, to grow a business and to um, really make your mark, especially if you have a niche and something specific to talk about. Then also try getting on TikTok. The algorithm is so different. It's not as hard to break into the TikTok world. People can gain thousands of followers overnight if you have a viral video, sometimes millions of followers. So try breaking into TikTok maybe if that's what you're thinking about. Um, The next true or false is you don't have any blocks with money. That is true. I don't have any specific blocks with money and I would love to get deeper into that soon. I have always had, I shouldn't say always, but I have pretty much had a very, a very healthy relationship with money that I'm very great. I just had a huge conversation with my dad about this. I'm so grateful that my dad led the life that he lived and he did have a lot of blocks with money and he's also very, very successful. And in our DNA, there's a lot of money blocks. And you guys know I'm very into ancestral healing and all the ways that were tied to our lineage. So a lot of the things that my dad had to go through, had to learn the hard way and has had to kind of suffer um, a lot of blocks with, I haven't. And he's a reflector and I'm a reflector. So he's my mirror. I'm his mirror. We're each other's teachers. We have many, many, many karmic lifetimes together. We talked about the fact that because he went through a lot of money blocks, I didn't have to, if that makes sense. And that goes into ancestral healing, which is something that I would love to talk a lot more about. But the answer is true. Um, This one, you have Botox. That is false. I think I talked about that in the beginning of this episode. I've never tried Botox. I'm not opposed to Botox. I just really don't think I'm supposed to get it because of Lyme disease. You want to visit a new place to see where you're going to move, but is that a bad call without being able to socialize? I don't think that that's a bad call necessarily. I think it depends on where you go. I think, of course, be very mindful where you're traveling to right now, but a lot of things are open enough where you could really kind of get a feel for the town. There's outdoor dining that's open in most places. Um, If you're really looking to make new friends, maybe it's not the best time to travel and see if it's a place that you really want to live, but maybe instead use this time to travel to see a place that you may not want to live and just enjoy it without necessarily feeling the need to meet people there as well, at least right now. Okay. Oh my God. So many good questions, you guys. I think the final one is true or false. You are Pleiadian. That is true, you guys. I am so Pleiadian. I'm such an alien. And um, if you're listening, you may or may not be very alien as well. And I'm so happy that you're here. So, so, so grateful um, to have you listening, especially to a solo episode, because it's just so fun to talk into the microphone and to know that you guys are listening and to hopefully be able to influence your life in a positive way or just give you a smile today or give you a friend to hang out with and feel like we're just chilling together on this beautiful day. That's all I ever want. So thank you so much for being here. Be sure to enter our giveaway by rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes, sending me a screenshot to 
jordanatthebalanceblonde.com as well as following TBB Podcast on Instagram and commenting on the top three photos there. And then thank you to our sponsors, the beautiful and wonderful Four Sigmatic and Olipop. You can use the code BLONDE with both brands for a discount. And I hope everyone has the most beautiful soul on fire day. Stay tuned for part two. It will either be out next week or the following week because I might put an episode with a guest in the middle. We shall see. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Mwah.